2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Child Spies, Lies, and Allies where the podcast for episode eighteen. I am Brian Cohn. Not here with me this week is Allie here. At least she's not here yet. Uh, unfortunately, we had a, a bit of a scheduling conflict for this week, so Allie and I are going back to our uh, you know trademark move of splitting up the podcast but doing it together or, or split doing it separately but doing it together. Uh, I will be doing my part first. Allie will be coming on at the end. And then we are doing the same thing for All-Stars, so don't worry about that. There'll be a separate podcast for All-Stars as well. So here I will talk about episode 18, getting set for the final, and then Allie will share her thoughts. I'm very curious to see if we end up as alike as we did the last time we did this. Uh, hopefully we'll be together again next week for the finale, um, where we'll be crowning the winner or winners of Spies, Lies, and Allies. But until then, we had to figure out who the finalists are, and that's what. Episode 18, The Night of Eliminations, brought us, because that's exactly where we picked up, where we left off last week with TJ dropping the bomb on the remaining 10 players that their job is not done yet. We have The Night of Eliminations to go. Uh, so last week, when I was on with Scally and Matt Lagory, we went through the possibilities of how this was going to play out. We started to go through what a vote would play out. And honestly, at the time I didn't think it was going to be a vote. I was very surprised to see it play out like this. I figured it was going to be just a full on purge with the full, with the five remaining men, the five remaining women doing a challenge and whoever was last was going to be limited. I was actually very surprised to see it just being kind of a pretty straightforward vote because of also just how easily the vote was going to go. Like, I don't, I don't see if they wanted any drama how they would do it this way because obviously on the girls end Amanda was going to be voted in and then on the guys end like, it seemed pretty obvious I mean I guess I, we kind of specked a little bit but it, of course Emmanuel was going to be voted in um, obviously there's some intrigue along the way but I was I was very surprised that they did it by a vote just not a lot of drama there Um I thought this would be at least a good point of uh, a lot of a lot of the people this season didn't have to quote unquote earn their spot in a final of doing eliminations, and this would have been a good spot to do so so i was I was a little surprised and kind of disappointed we didn't get it, but regardless this is what the challenge does, they do this near the end, mix things up, and this is what we had so in another weird twist, we had the votes happening separately, right so the girls girls' elimination happened first, and they were starting to go through the vote. Uh, everyone votes for Amanda and they made obviously a very touching scene Nelson, the truest friend of them all even with the writing on the wall uh, can't bring himself to vote for Amanda he votes for uh, typical Tory, throws the vote her way um, and brings Amanda to tears, I mean uh, Nelson's the guy I mean there's a lot of quote unquote friendships that have developed through these shows and a lot of them seem to be broken over the years and some people can't be trustworthy when Nelson says he's your ride or die he's your ride or die he will go into elimination for you he will stick his neck out for you when even he he knows you're going in and and won't bring himself to vote for you um he saw how emotional it was for Amanda that I mean Nelson knew that he at that point the guy's elimination was happening up next he could have saved himself you know Uh, some ear or ire, whatever the word is uh, about who he was going to vote for and vote for Amanda. I I think he would have easily explained it to Amanda. I don't think she would have been hurt too hurt by it, knowing she was going in, but he still couldn't do it. Voted for Tori and Amanda was voted in. Uh, And then she got to pick her opponent. This was probably the most interesting decision of the night of eliminations where she used obviously the clear choice would be just basically a physical prowess physical specimen to go up against you would think the choice would be clear to be Nani um just how well Emmy's performed in eliminations. I don't think you would want to go up against her. Um, while she could get frazzled in a separate spot, you know, she's done this now four times, which is as many or more as some other people have done. So I, I can understand not wanting to go against her. Um, and then obviously Casey, one of the strongest females, and it's not like a man has any beef with her, so that wouldn't really make sense. So the choice was Nani or Tori. And, you know, if you're choosing based off who you think you would have the best chance to win against, I mean you go, you go for Nani, um, but Amanda kind of similar to Nelson. She is loyal. She does want to stay true to her friends. Uh, the one issue I would have is they didn't really do that great of a job all season of setting up Amanda and, to, and uh, Nani's friends. This wasn't, you know, Ashley standing up there that clearly Amanda wouldn't pick. That was like a true friend. Like I mean, Amanda and Nani I feel like had beef even just as recently as this season. Um, so I just found it very odd that they wouldn't have at least built more into them as a friendship as a storyline going into it um obviously she has the beef with Tori. and wanted to you know still does i wanted to take her out but i would have thought with you know right on the verge of the finale that she would try to do the smarter thing that's what nelson wanted her to do but look i mean she got a little um un- a lot unlucky with the elimination choice uh you know, if she was in the other one, she could have stood a much better, a much better chance, but you know, Alas this is what she got, and so she went against Tori and then um they had to do elimination. But honestly, even before they started to do the elimination, I was surprised that they jumped right to it because why on earth did this vote not happen for the guys right after? I couldn't believe that the girls' elimination played out. We lose Amanda, and then it goes to the guys' elimination. It didn't end up really end up mattering because Emmanuel went in pretty unanimously or close unanimously, but like, if this was a close vote and Nelson ended up being voted in or something, that he would have gotten super screwed because obviously Amanda would have been a clear vote for Nelson. There's no reason why they couldn't let everyone vote together 10 people. I don't know why Amanda <laughs> lost her vote for the guy's elimination just by happen chance that the girl's elimination happened first. Um, I was very relieved at least that the guy's elimination was not the same as the girl's elimination. But honestly, they both, they should have just had the same elimination and just do votes simultaneously. Like, do the girl's vote, Amanda gets voted in, and do the guy's vote. And have Emmanuel be voted in, and then they each pick their opponent. Very odd choice for the challenge to do it like this, but I mean, this is what they, this is what they do. They get to these situations, then they do some parts of it good, some parts parts of it bad, and you know have to take the good with the bad. At least at the very least, the eliminations were different if you're going to do it like this, so the guys don't have like a huge advantage of knowing what the elimination is when picking their opponent. But obviously, then the conspiracy theories come out. Um, you know, we got uh, a physical elimination to help Tory, puzzle elimination to help Devin, Patrick MS, uh, a puzzle elim- elimination very convenient. Do think the producers wanted to? give devin a chance to make it to a final um and and like this is what the challenge does they put themselves in these positions where they open themselves up to this level of conspiracy like i get wanting to have one elimination physical one puzzle but they keep it the chance like have the the women and and men voted in and then like i don't know they flip a coin to determine who's playing which elimination like i don't like that it was like preset and that no one knew because then at the end it opens up to like obviously they would want the girl Tori to make a final with how much they have invested in her and I mean I don't think they necessarily cared about Devin and Emmanuel but I'm sure they probably preferred to see Devin with you know how much more of a storyline he's had Um, so I just don't don't know why they opened themselves up to that level of criticism all they had to do was again had the the men and women each voted in PJ says okay heads you know the girls are playing this one tails you're playing this one and then the, the man are playing the other one, and then all these conspiracy theories go away, but that's not what they do. So here the girls play the more physical one, which was called drone drop, which is kind of a variation of like balls in and some other type of information they they had. Um, it was basically a football dropped from the sky, had to uh, capture it, pick it up, and you know put it in your bin. Um, best 2 out of 3. I don't like that it was also a football because it kind of bounces weird so it adds even more luck into it because on the first one, which is obviously the much more competitive round uh, the ball just happened to take a, 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 a weird bounce and went towards Tory. so Amanda really didn't stand much of a chance from there. I mean, she put up a very good fight uh, we had the Tory. What, what are they calling it? The Amanda Fanny Pack situation of how Tori picked Amanda up in that situation in the first round to get the win. Uh, so Impressive, impressive performance from Tori. I mean, look, she sh- she was a clear favorite to win this one. She should have dominated. Um, the first one was much closer than I thought it would be, but that was Amanda showing a lot of heart. The second one I didn't really stand a chance. I think she put you know all her mind to round one, and then that was basically it. So Tori was pretty easily able to take round two and move on. And then we get to very fascinating men's elimination. Um, Emmanuel voted in. Uh, We see Casey struggling a little bit, but I mean, there was just no one really else out there. Obviously, they weren't going to go to CT in this spot, but that's either here or there. Um, And then Devin and Kyle and Nelson at least have enough friends. I thought Kyle could get some votes. I was actually surprised. I think he was the one male besides CT that didn't get any votes, um, which is actually surprising. So good for Kyle to kind of reintegrate himself into the house. But Emmanuel voted in. Unknown about what elimination it was going to be. Uh, Tori yelling out to him, so "Don't pick Don't pick Devin. Anyone else? Not Devin." Um, Emmanuel doesn't listen. Picks Devin, and then good on the guys being like, uh, "Tory, there's only three other guys left. So who did you want him to pick? <laughs> like, Did you want him to pick me?" CT said the same thing. I would assume Tory probably would. I guess rather him pick Nelson. Um, I think or Kyle. I don't know. She doesn't even have good that good relationship with either of them. But I mean. If she she wants Emmanuel to stay in the house that bad, unfortunately, Devin probably is the best pick, uh, all things being equal. Um, And then they're playing the puzzle elimination, uh, this one was called... I don't have it. I don't know what it's called. It was called puzzle elimination. Puzzle elimination for the final. That's what it was called. Uh, So, amazingly, Emmanuel uh, actually does the first puzzle pretty quickly. Um out Devin Devin struggling and then when he gets to the second puzzle the classic you know you have the nine squares you have to put a number in each of them to get each row column diagonal to add up to 15 this is where we get typical Tori helping out Emmanuel uh, in this spot now I understand Tori's dilemma she's been hooking up with Emmanuel now for a couple weeks uh, she's had a friendship with Devin so I can understand wanting to openly root for both of them cheer for both of them not wanting to see anyone lose But to openly help Emmanuel, I thought was truly, just truly a mind-blowing move. A guy that you've been hooking up with like two weeks over someone like Devin, who, I mean, the way they were were acting towards each other, they must have had the deepest friendship of all time. So to not just cheer for him, which I think. Anyone can be fine with if you're just you know it's a hall brawl you're cheering for Emmanuel or something like that that's totally fine but you're not giving Emmanuel like the secret code about how to beat Devin in in a hall brawl situation here you are trying purposely to help Emmanuel win and thus help Devin lose and Nelson and CT were all over it uh, the, the typical Tory nickname coming out full strong I and mean, it's 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 such a great nickname from Nelson because. First of all, alliteration always plays with nick- with nicknames, so that that does very well. Typical Tori. It's very easy to say. F- flows off the tongue very easily. I don't even mess it up. Typical Tori. It's also not that mean. like It's not like an insult in a nickname, so that's a plus. There's no uh, chance of being cancelled with it. So typical Tori, that plays. And it, it could just be manipulated in so many other ways what, what Tori's doing, whether she's being fake or she can then like, spin it to like like, oh look, I beast of the challenge. I'm typical Tory. Like there's ways to then twist it to being a positive if Nelson and Tori kind of mend their fences. So it's a, it's an A plus nickname. I really I think it I think it has legs to stick if Nelson really plays his cards right. I think typical Tori could be a thing. So good on him. Uh, but yeah, so Tori helping trying and help Emmanuel a lot. I don't know <laughs> it's also crazy that Emmanuel didn't win, or at least to finish his second puzzle as quickly. As he could have. I mean, Tori was giving him the answer. He was saying put five in the middle, and then you surround the everything else that add up to fifteen. And it took Emmanuel a long time, like he was putting like a nine in the middle, it seemed like. I don't know if he couldn't hear her or or what was going on. Um, but Emmanuel was struggling with that, and then eventually Devin got a got his uh, composure a little bit, solved the puzzle, ripped through the second one seemingly in seconds. Um and then they were both struggling a little bit on the third one, but Devin was able to pull it out and I totally I totally agree with um, who asked this. Let's see. Uh, Becca said, I don't think I've ever rooted that hard for Devin the entire time he's been on my TV. Have we turned a new corner with him? Is he actually rootable now? So I don't know if he's fully rootable, but I definitely agree. I was pretty close to like cheering for him when he was winning the, when he was winning the elimination. I don't know if it had to do with how anti-Tory I was in that moment with how she was acting towards him and towards Emmanuel, but Or if I felt I just wanted to see Devin in the final, just based off how the season has gone, but I was very, very openly in my apartment rooting for uh, rooting for Devin and trying to give him the answers as well. Um, So I was very happy Devin won. Thought he deserved it. Um, You know, he he did his best to stay out of elimination all season. Couldn't do it here, but I mean, he got lucky, quote unquote. um, However you want to say it, with this uh, elimination setup so he was able to pull it out, and good for Devin to pull out the win, so we got our eight finalists, TJ announces to them the eight finalists, four men, four women um, on the women's side, it's set up to be pretty interesting I mean, I don't think any of them none of them are like superstar competitors, finalists, like, well, they're all pretty flawed, um, we see obviously Casey struggles with puzzles, obviously he's coming coming off the severe knee injury, so we'll have to see how that holds up, Tori also struggles with puzzles, um has made one final, did okay in it, did pretty good in it, but obviously has a one. Nani, we know about her in, in finals and as a competitor, and competitor, not the best. Um, and I mean we've never seen her in this spot before, but you know, she gets frazzled pretty easily. Um, I don't know how well her composure is gonna be able to hold through it all. But it's pretty open. I mean, I think going into it, it would clearly set Casey and Tori ahead of the other two. I think it'd be uh, I, I would be more surprised if Nani pulled this off than Emmy just because we've seen Nani do this before and hasn't done well. I mean Emmy we just don't know. She's more of the unknown. Um, so maybe she's like an Amber B in this type of spot and it's just gonna totally surprise us to blow us away. Uh, I don't think it's likely. But uh I would say, yeah, Tori and Casey clearly one two. Um I guess you'll probably put Casey a little bit ahead, but um, I still think I it, it is amazing that she's doing as well as she did after like major reconstructive on her knee and like leg surgery. I, we I, I talked about this when we did our must lose draft before the season that um it came down to CT and Casey with the last two picks and I think uh I think it was Matt who had the uh, who had the pick before me. He took CT and I was thrilled because I thought there was I, I thought KC would really struggle coming off this season. I mean look at all like NFL running backs coming off a torn ACL and it's usually like the second season that they return that they get their full strength. So uh, if Casey could pull this out, um. With with how maybe difficult I mean stuff to tell after the first part with how difficult the final is going to be, but if it's as difficult as the final normally is, and she pulls this out, I mean that would just be an incredible, incredible performance, and you know shows where we are medically in the world that she's able to do this. at not even like you know the world class athletes are, are getting this type of uh, treatment that you know even minor class challenge athletes <laughs> are getting this level of a uh, treatment after torn ACL. So it would be very impressive. And then the guy side "I mean, look." I've been beating this drum now for, I don't know, what seems like three months. I think I think I started this episode like seven uh, when when I saw where this path was going. Um, I, it is mind-boggling that CT was never thrown into elimination. Never even, I mean, I don't think he was even relatively close ever to being throwing it into elimination. I mean, the, near the end, like Nelson mentioned his name, but that would require Nelson to win a daily, which obviously wasn't going to happen to throw him in. I mean, maybe in the beginning they were talking about getting out the like, the winners like it was sort of when they were like the vet alliance was breaking down they were like oh let's get out the winners and that, that was kind of how Ashley's name was was popping up but I mean, look CT is in a fantastic spot he's obviously not in you well know, I'll get into it but he's not in the lead right now but it's I don't even know how uh, canon this first part of the a, a final is um, but like it doesn't seem like anything's really truly counting time wise um so I don't know I, like, if CT is either not on the winning team or the not winning individual. It will be a monumental upset. Monumental if Devin, uh, Kyle, or Nelson are able to dethrone him in this spot. I mean, uh, you know, coming into the last season's final, we, I, I, I don't think, I know I, I don't think Ali, I don't think a lot of people were as high on kind of CT's finals prowess as we probably should have been. Um, maybe part of it was just the unknown of Amber B, but I mean, if we knew, like, I think if you if this was a paired final, you put CT with I, literally anyone. I think if you put him with Emmy, with Nani, or obviously Tori or Casey, um, I think he still smokes it. Um, I think he's just that good. He's just that physically gifted. His his puzzle ability is just unbelievably good. It's crazy, um, how good he is with all this stuff, and he's just you know he's. This is now his tenth, eleventh final, whatever it is. Um, it's unbelievable. And it's if, if he comes out of here, wins this one, wins back to back, um, I'll get into it near the end, but I think the, the debate of best of all time is very, very heated, very close. Um, and if he ever does another season after this one, if he comes, even if he doesn't win this one, even if he somehow finishes second, or if it's a team thing and his team finishes second. Um, if he comes back for next season or season thirty-nine or whatever, and the cast doesn't make it their mission that every single, every single male elimination, whatever it is, he is not thrown in, then that's on them. I mean, that's why, like all the se- all the season when it was in teams, I was never going to be that disappointed if Emerald didn't win because they made it and them- they had the power to throw a CT in many times. They never did, so you know this is on the entire cast. They all were hoping to hit the jackpot and run the final with him it seems like his team I guess maybe did hit the jackpot with him on the team um, it'll, it's to be determined obviously if that team stays together but you know we'll have to see how it goes I need to take a drink of water I've been talking now for 20 minutes straight I feel like I don't think I've talked 20 minutes straight in my entire life so
1: with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: i of going to send toy, Sonny's toys, put it on the table in front of me just to give me something to look at. Since I don't have anyone else's voice in my head, I just need to feel like I'm talking to someone. So this is kind of weird. So we obviously get the full montage of, you know, everyone, what they're playing for, what they want to do. They get the very natural scene of uh, people walking up. To, I think Tori walking up to Nelson in an ice bath, you know, as one does, asking him what he wants to do with the money. Um he wants to open a salon for his mom, call it Medina's pedicures and manicures to help her out after you know she's worked uh two jobs, helping him out, wants to give back. Very very nice scene. Um obviously Emmy reflects on her journey as a rookie, four eliminations, cried a lot, but did all that. Nani and Casey reflect on their dating show history as what they've done this season. Very cute to see them together. Um the one weird thing was after the Uh, elimination to get back to the house it was just very odd that Devin totally forgot seemingly what happened with Tori Um, I I guess if he lost the elimination I feel like it would have been a lot different of a story the fact that he won he was able to I guess forget about it like he was almost celebrating with Tori after he won Um, I don't know I feel like like if that was me like my close friend was trying to help her like two week fling that like nothing was going to happen I mean they live in like across the planet from each other like I don't think they're ever going to meet up after the season and then the the fact that he was she was openly trying to help my opponent win like to me that's almost like unforgivable and he forgave it within two minutes so maybe he's a better man than me I don't know but yeah so he forgot it and we got all their montages but again like I said what they want to win so Um, Tori again wants to win as a single as she's now single baby she's that I don't know. She, she acted like she I mean she's I keep saying she's single but she was openly again openly rooting for her two week boyfriend over uh, her seemingly close friend I don't know Tori's a weird one uh, I would like to see Tori win just because uh, I just think she's gonna be part of this world so much I think it would be nice to have like return, another returning female champ in the mix other than Ashley like I just it, like with so many other ones are kind of not returning that much anymore like Kara, Jen uh i mean amber b is in the mix a little bit but it's just there's not a lot of returny female champs so it'd be nice to have one and i think tori would be that one that she would stay here for a few times and maybe try to win another one so i would like to see tori win um but she makes it kind of difficult sometimes so uh that's pretty much it i think before we get to the final i had some questions pulled. what were the other ones um let's see uh stewart from the DVs asked after so two two uh Conflicting views here. First, Stewart says, after two seasons of the skull twist, forcing players to win an elimination to make the final, how do you feel about six of the eight finalists avoiding elimination prior to this episode? Uh, Emmy won four, Kyle won two, Tori and Devin won to get in, but obviously CT, Nelson, Casey, and Nani never saw an elimination. And then Kristen says, what are your thoughts on the four four of the eight finalists, having never gone to the arena? What should they do to fix people coasting by? Um, so is it an issue because we saw obviously the challenge tried to fix this for a couple seasons with the Red Skull twist Um, I think it was generally hated (laughs) by most people I think uh, it took a lot of the strategy out of the game of people wanting to go elimination Um, uh, to me I don't think it's a problem I think if you were able to avoid elimination that's the name of the game like on all their shows like on Big Brother it, it should are people knocked because they were never on the block I think you know, if you get to the finale night and you're never on the block, I think that's like a huge point of why you should win, right? For Survivor, if you get to the end and you never had a vote, a vote against you, again, I think that's a huge point for why you should win the show. So, if you're able to avoid elimination, that's kudos to you, especially. Uh, if they do season like on on All-Stars that if you finish last you go directly in so it shows you never finish last shows you have good relationships with everyone obviously there's some people that might be carried along in in seasons as like a GOAT to get to the end but that's just the price of doing business on these reality competition shows Um, I mean it's not like CT was a GOAT obviously to be brought to the end so it would not Nelson and Casey. I mean I guess you could say that about Nani but Nani got there because I mean look her team won a lot of dailies um so she earned her spot there, and she obviously had a good relationship. So she earned her spot there double. So uh, to me, I don't think there's an issue. Would I like to see people get in to elimination, sure, but I think avoiding eliminations is the name of the game. So I don't. To me, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, good for them for doing it. Uh, Devin tried to. Uh, Tori, Tori tried to. I think they they would have been loved. They would have loved to not go in. So uh, to me, it's not an issue. Uh, I w- I really hope they don't bring that bring back the Red Skull twist, um, bring back the Gold Skull. I guess if you want to see people not be thrown in constantly, I think that's more of an issue, right? People that are thrown in back to back to back episodes, st- stuff like that. Um, if you want to bring back like the Gold Skull twist where you can't be voted in back to back times, all for that. Um, but keep the Red Skulls out of it. I think that's it. So there's that. So we get to the final. Um, TJ tells them. You know, the whole speech, you know, you competed in pairs, you competed in teams, um, you're doing this individually for now. Um, and the for now is key, because obviously by the end of the episode, that is no longer the case. So the first part of the final, I mean, the first part of the final, it really isn't a lot there, because it's all leading to getting kind of how they broke down from pairs in the teams in the first place, right? It was all about who finished when to form their team. So the The parts of the final, there was uh, completing a puzzle. You had to jump out of a helicopter and go on like a, I don't even know what it was. It wasn't like a, like a kickboard. I think it was motorized, um, just to get to the shore and start running up a mountain. And then got to another puzzle, um, and then the last puzzle got you to where you're forming your teams. Um, but again, like time didn't matter there. I don't think you know whether or not you finished first or eighth. Uh, I think at this point, once they form the teams, the times are kind of thrown out the window. I think now it's almost like the final has begun with these uh, what was the gold, uh, or orange or purple teams. I think that's really where the final starts. So I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I again, I, I, I wish the final was what the teams were just because we spent, I don't know, eight nine episodes or so of so much of a focal point of. Emerald wanting to keep their team together, CT trying to manipulate it to get Emmy on her team, uh, on his team because he wanted to run the final with her. Ruby never having won like a, a daily and wanted to see what, what they can do. Um, I just think there was so much of the focal point and focus of people's strategy of what the teams were and all this stuff, and then just to kind of toss it out. I mean, it's not unexpected because again, this is what the challenge does. They like they go for the unexpected rather than the storytelling of it all. Um. So again, it's not unexpected. It's disappointing, but I mean, if you weren't expecting this, I mean, if the cast wasn't is expecting this, if the audience wasn't expecting this, I don't know what show you've been watching for the last like five, six, seven years. So this is what it is. So our our two teams, um, purple team and orange team. Purple consisting of the four people that got there first. Uh, in the first part of the final, amazingly, uh, Devin. Good for him. Uh, he he finished with that, that last puzzle first uh, and got there. And then CT joined him, followed by Tori and Emmy, And then the four people that finished last uh, were on the orange team. Kyle, Nelson, Nani, and Casey. Um, so, obviously, more of the puzzle-focused team with Devin and CT. And, it, I mean, it worked out that it was uh, that two men and then two women got there. I really hope that MTV at least was smart enough to, like, so like it had to be two and two that like if if Devin CT Nelson and Torrey got there, that it was gonna be them four on a team. I wouldn't put it past MTV to screw that up, but at the very least, they got lucky that it was two and two. So they got that going for them. Um, any other notes from that first part of the final? I mean, not a classic naughty form trying to I mean we had a great confessional from her being like I want this more than ever. Uh she sees C T finishing a puzzle um and it's like oh I'm I'm gonna copy his answer. I got him right next to me. I'm gonna copy it. Uh and she finishes last. I I, I don't know how that's possible. How do you have the answer key next to you and you still finish last? That's naughty. I mean there's good and the bad. Um challenge wise it's been a lot more bad but that's what you get. So TJ tees up before we get to the second part of the final that you just don't want to finish last amongst these two teams which is pretty obvious in a two team final I feel like finishing last would not be beneficial but TJ makes that very clear so don't finish last so the question obviously becomes is it a purge type situation where uh wherever at a certain point uh whichever team's in last is fully eliminated is it going to be like kind of midway through the final next week and the two men and two women are gonna do an elimination against each other. Um, if it does, Nani versus Casey to see who gets knocked out in the final. Yikes. That's gonna be very, very fascinating to see how that plays out. Um, on the men's side, I mean Kyle Nelson would be interesting, Devin and C T would be interesting, Tori Emmy would be interesting, but I mean the headline there would be Nani and Casey having to knock out each other. Uh, to reach the final stage of the final would be quite the bloodbath of elimination so yeah so we'll see how it goes it's kind of uh, unclear about the next steps in the final I would imagine it's probably an overnight thing if we're spending an entire episode next week um, for this final I don't I don't think it's an hour I think it's probably the the typical hour and a half with the reunion the following week so we'll see how it plays out Obviously, CT, the clear favorite. I mean, I'm going to guess this is my guess that I I, I think we're going to have individual winners. I think at whatever the point is, we lose the second place team. Either that team is then fully flushed out and eliminated. And then who are those four remaining compete individually against each other? Or I would guess most likely is the team that's like, let's let's say finishing second at like the half hour mark, maybe a couple checkpoints in. Maybe like near the overnight they have to compete against each other like te- within team with uh, one man one woman being eliminated so bringing us down to six that would be my guess how it plays out um, on the men's side I don't think it really matters much I'm pretty sure CT is going to smoke all this and pull out the win but look if anyone else wants to win that would be pretty fascinating to we'll see if they can beat them um, on the women's side again I think it's probably between Tori and Casey uh, I, I feel like I'm more drawn to root for Tori but I mean KC pulling it out would be would be pretty miraculous so that would be cool to see I think that's it that's really the main stuff from the episode uh, before let's see I'll get to I wanted to talk about the CT versus bananas of it all but let's get to the segments first so we got the challenge drinking game probably short one this week I imagine from Kyle Picard we had two mentions of the, so there were eight total two mentions of the veteran alliance one Kyle teeth showing one prior season being mentioned Casey talking about her injury Uh, one time talking someone talking about their kids Amanda oh that was pretty sweet I should have mentioned that also Um, Amanda being knocked out that was very sad and you know TJ saying gonna go home and be the number one mom it was, it was heartwarming. It was very heartwarming. We love Amanda. I feel very bummed that she's not part of this final. Um, I, I really wish she was... In, I, I would have loved to see her compete, see what she could have done in a final, but, yeah. Sucks. Uh, one challenge march and two times, people talking about what they want to do with the money. Nelson with the salon. Casey and wanting to help out her family. It's amazing. Like I know $500,000 is not like life-changing money, but I mean, Casey and Josh are two of the more vocal people on these shows about wanting to like give back to their family and do all this stuff. It's like they did just win five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's like a lot a lot of money. Not that I mean, I guess Josh's is now like three, four years ago and Casey's two or three years ago. I don't remember the exact time frame, but and it's still five hundred thousand dollars. It's a good amount of money. $250,000, taxes, two fifty, three hundred or whatever it might be after taxes, it's a pretty good chunk of change. Um They still want to help out their family. Obviously, getting a million dollars would help them a lot more. Um, We got the DD. So, obviously, coming into the finale, this is where we stand. Uh, Coming in, a lot of points tossed around this week because of the eight people making the final. So, I'll go through it. Uh, For Allie, she lost three points, one point each. Emmy, Nani, Nelson making the final. Gained a point for Emmanuel's elimination win. So that was uh, a net of oh, a net of minus two, but for the season, she's at four and a half, four and a half points uh, for Scali. He lost one point each from Devin and Tori making the final and then lost an additional point from Devin and Tori uh, for their elimination wins. He's at nine total for the season. For Matt, he gained a point for Amana's uh, elimination went loss, lost a point for CT's final appearance. And then for myself, I lost a point each for Casey and Kyle making the final. So individually, your boys up top, I had 20 and a half points. Allie had four and a half points. As a team, we're at 25. Matt Lagory 16 and a half points. Scally 20, uh, nine points nine points together. They're 25 and a half. So amazingly here we are at the finale, me and Allie, 25 points, Matt and Scally 25 and a half points. And again, just to recap for the finale, what the scoring system is. So there could be some eliminations, as I mentioned, how this might go. So it could change also, but let's say there's not just a purge or something like that for second place. You lose an additional point, And if you win, you lose five points. So obviously the big monkey uh monkey wrench in the Matt and Scally team is CT, CT losing would is is a I mean less about Devin wins. CT losing is a must for me and Allie to pull out this win. Um and then with Casey, I have KC. Scally has Tory. That opens that up. It'll be very interesting. I mean, look. this could, this is probably gonna come down to who finishes second. I mean, if C T wins. Um, and if Tori wins, we're going to win. If CT wins and Casey wins, then it's going to come down to who finished the second. And if uh, we each have someone that finishes second, then we're going to lose this by half a point, which <laughs> would be pretty soul crunching. Uh, but it's been quite a battle. Very close. Very, very close. Um, and then a couple of the uh, interesting Challenge stats before then I get to my own mental breakdown between CT and bananas that I wanted. Just I was rattling off of my head, I just thought I needed like a place to vent it out. I figured this is a good spot. So, some good final finale or final challenge stats from our analytic department, which is at Challenge Stats. Um, there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people or teams to make the final. With zero daily wins. Wes and Casey did it in Fresh Meat. Anissa and Brad did it in Duel 2. Emily and Ty did it in Exes. Jenna in Bloodlines. Devin and Cheyenne in Rivals 3. Leaproy in Vendettas. Kara and Marie in Final Reckoning. Kyle in Total Madness. Nani in Double Agents. And of course, Nelson this season. None of them have won the final. I think it would actually be truly unbelievable if Nelson riding a 51 straight daily losing streak pulls out a final win. I think that would be unbelievable Um, as unlikely as it might be, but pretty interesting stat there from our analytics team. Um, The finals record from the people competing CT is four of nine. So this is his 10th final. He's won four of them. Casey, Nani, Tori, and Kyle Uh, or 0 for 2 in finals Devin and Nelson both 0 for 1 and obviously this is Emmy's first final so no one other than CT has won before which means we are getting a new first time winner on the female side which is great Um, be very exciting to see Um, and yeah those are the challenges oh here's the last one I wanted to mention total house votes the only person to get zero house votes all season was Nani. Tori had zero all season as well, but obviously got a vote here to be called down. Um, and then with uh, Nelson uh, and Amanda tossing votes her way. So Nani did not get a vote all season. Which again, you know, power to you. That, that goes to show like there's different ways to play this game. You can win dailies, um, win eliminations, or you can avoid getting votes. Avoiding getting the votes is probably the easiest way to do it. Um, so good for Nani to avoid getting votes. So then that's it. Before I close this out, there was a question that I was thinking about and I wanted to get to. Jesse Skolnick asks if I was a betting man, I'd go all in on CT after the first part of the finale. If or when CT wins, he officially passes bananas as the greatest challenge contestant of all time, right? Right? That's the question. Let me take a sip of water as I can't believe I've been talking for 40 minutes. I thought this would be 15 minutes. Here we are 40 minutes in. I have a lot of thoughts about this. One second. I'm still here. Okay. Bananas or CT? So if CT loses, debate doesn't matter. Bananas is still to go. If he wins, these are I asked the, our analyst department for some additional stats hoping to have them next week but I did some own personal research and some personal memory. So if if CT wins that's what we have to go off right if he wins. Um this would give him 5 wins bananas is 7. Obviously bananas still has the edge there. Money wise which I think is probably the least important stat CT would I mean he would easily become the top money winner of all time I think. I don't know if he actually would have more than actually, but he would well surpass bananas in terms of money earned. But to me, that's just a product of challenge inflation. I mean, that's like if you use an argument to say that Cy Young is the best pitcher of all time, because he has the most wins. It's a different era. Like that's just not how challenge money is divvied out. Nowadays, I mean, Darrell won four seasons. I think he probably won like 50 grand <laughs> between the four of them. So it, that's just not the way money is won. So to me, money earned, not that important. Some, Stats that are important. As I mentioned, this is CT's 10th final. Pens be his fifth win. Bananas has me. Let's see. Did the count before? Let me do it again. One. This is a little Mike Francesa where I'm going to count it out as we're going through this. If you don't care about this, this is all I'm going to talk about for this the podcast. You can keep skipping ahead to where Allie chums on. I probably won't be doing this for more than a few minutes, so you can jump ahead to Allie. Uh, but for... Bananas finals. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine finals. So CT is now past bananas in finals ten to nine. Bananas, as I've said, still has the finals win seven to five. Unofficial daily elimination wins. Challenge stats will probably have the more accurate information. This is off challenge wiki. Bananas he has sixty-two daily wins, twenty-four elimination wins, but. 10 wins to 14 losses, so under 500 in eliminations. CT, 55 daily wins. 11 elimination wins, or 11 eliminations, but 6 wins, 5 losses. Only 6 and 5. That's crazy that CT only has 11 eliminations, which again goes to show that people are just so scared of him, but he's actually not that great in eliminations, and that's where you should get him in. So, CT has fewer elimination wins, but one better winning percentage in those eliminations. Now, I think where it gets super interesting is where you want to compare them head to head, right? So, despite CT being in now its 10th final, bananas in its fourth final, they have only competed against each other in two finals. I re re ran the numbers and double checked this. They only did it twice Rivals and uh, Battle of the X's. And, oh, let me take that back. No, no, I think that I I stand by that. It was Rivals 2 that was two, and Ballyexis. Ballyexis, Bananas, and Camilla beat CT and Diem. And this was a big knock against CT, because at this point, CT still had won, and he was the reason why they lost that final. The CT and Diem had to lead all the way, and then the last stretch climbing the mountain, CT was the one that gassed out. Diem was the one trying to pull him up and encourage him to keep him going, and that's where Bananas and Camilla passed him. But, CT redeemed himself Rivals too, when him and West absolutely smoked bananas and Frank. I think the show tried to make it seem closer than it was, but from all accounts, it was an absolute annihilation for CT's first win. So against each other in finals, they each have one win, and then amazingly, also in all their you know dozens of seasons doing the show, they have only done competed against each other twice in eliminations. Two times. That's, this is this one's all memory. Um, I could easily be wrong on this, but based off memory, the only two times I can remember CT and Bananas going against each other directly in elimination. This is not kind of the CT's backpack situation or Bananas' backpack situation because technically that was Bananas versus Tyler elimination, and CT was just thrown in as the mercenary. So just CT versus Bananas in elimination. They've only done two. They've each won one of them. No, I take that back. Bananas has won both of them. There is some controversy, though. One of them was the rivals uh, elimination, where there's rumors that Adam, CT's partner, may have thrown it to Bananas and Tyler. Nevertheless, Bananas and Tyler beat CT and Adam in that elimination. And then the only other time I think they competed against each other in elimination was free agents Again, a spot before the final. It was that series of puzzles and Bananas beat them. That's the... In head-to-head play, they have two finals against each other with each of them winning one. Two eliminations against each other, Bananas winning two. It is as close as you can get to who's... who. who, I, I think if you made an argument for each of them, I think I would declare you correct. I don't know how you pick one or the other. I think if obviously you're talking about more larger scale things like you know character and you know entertainment and maybe even fame I think a lot of those point to CT obviously Bananas has his show now like outside of it but I think CT is probably the more famous person I don't know because now the Bananas show he's probably developing an audience Uh, but CT obviously had the whole relationship with DM a lot more character and memorable moments from CT Bananas never really had any of those um it is very close. If CC pulls this out, five wins, seven wins, championships aren't the end all be all. I know a lot of people will say, Oh, but banana's won so many when it was uh the JEK Dynasty and all he had a, all he had all of his friends. Well he only won two of them with uh Kenny and Evan. Just his first two on the island and um what was the other one? Ruins. All the other five rivals, battle of the X's, were Paris. Rivals 3 was a pair. Free agents and total madness. He won by himself. That's three pairs, two singles. as a win. Uh, CT, he won Rivals 2 as a pair. He won Asian Champions individual. World of the Worlds 2 was a team. um, And double agents was a pair. And that will to be determined what Spies, Lies, and Allies actually is. um, So, I mean, it is incredibly, incredibly close. If CT C. pulls this out, I still think he might need one more to pull it to give him the leg up. Because I think if he pulls this out, I say it's like a dead even. I think if, you know, it, it is like a, a dead even tie between who of them, who between CT C. and Manana is, is, is the goat. And I need like a first take level debate. I need people to write their thesis papers. I need... A full analysis about who you want to give this one to uh or this title to. Um because it is inc- it would be incredibly close. Just incredibly, incredibly close. And um uh, if I I could have I swore when bananas won his seventh title, he wins total madness. To me I thought that was the rap. Um wins his seventh after you know five, six, seven seasons of had not having won before CT at that point only had he had three titles um, didn't seem like he I mean, he, he got knocked out early of that season, so it seemed like he was near in the end. I think that was when he lost the Jay, so the fact that he's going to be on the verge of winning back-to-back, which hasn't been done since Bananas did it. Also in, in Rivals and in Battle of the X's, that's when he won back-to-back. It, it's it's crazy at how close this is and how long i have been talking for by myself. 47 minutes when Ali sees the timestamp of this, she's going to be flabbergasted. So I'm going to wrap things up now. Um, we'll be back next week for the finale to see if CT is crowned for the fifth time and see which woman is crowned for the first time uh, as Challenge Champ. You can subscribe to this at Challenge. Nope. You can subscribe to Rob as website.com slash challenge iTunes follow me on Twitter Cohen Brian underscore now you get to listen to what Ali has to say I guarantee you I guarantee you it's going to be half the time that I'm talking for and that's probably the right way I don't know how I came across talking for 48 minutes I am just absolutely asinine that I've been talking about this long so I'm going to stop doing it right now Ali over to you Till then have a good one
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dandy finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV.
1: Brian, how the heck did you do 48 minutes on this episode without me? Um, I'm grateful that you did, though. Uh, I'm Allie, and I'm back. Hey, everyone. Um, I have missed you. I, I continue to miss Brian because here we are doing a solo podcast, which shouldn't happen. It certainly shouldn't happen when the finals starting. Um, but we hope that you'll bear with us. Uh, but I am so happy to be back talking about the challenge, if only to myself. Um, thank thank you to everyone who's been patient with me being gone. Um, I guess it's only been one week with a sub two weeks total. But basically, my schedule has been insane. I have yet to go to sleep. Time check, 630 in the morning. But here we are doing the podcast on... 36 hours awake or whatever it's been. Who's counting? Um, But I'm fueled by the challenge. So here we are to talk about it. Uh, I will not. I could promise you I will not be doing 48 minutes on this episode because while I liked it, it was. It was like a a special episode, quote unquote, right? It's got an asterisk. It was a purge, sort of. We'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. (laughs) Um, And then it was the beginning of a final, which felt a little unceremonious. Is that because I'm just not here talking to Brian, or did we all feel a little bit like the final just started? I don't know, kind of snuck up on me. I thought, I don't know what I thought. I don't know. but we'll sort through it now, um, and then I'll listen to Brian for 48 minutes, and then I'll know how to feel about it. Um, so I wasn't here last week, an awesome crossover with Scally and Matt and Brian um. It's so funny how, like, just a few thoughts from that episode. It's so funny how, like, we have to invent a stat for CT because, like, we've lost track of, like, accolades to give him. And I know Brian had a lot to say about... I almost said scally versus CT. That would be an interesting conversation, but um, Bananas versus CT. Uh, but, like, I'm not going to get excited about, oh, my God, CT's going to get two in a row. No. Um, It is amazing that CT achieves a solo 55th win. I know Brian's tickled by this. Uh, coinciding with, like, Nelson's in the 50s of losses. I was ultimately disappointed. I think with an Emmanuel versus Logan elimination. I mean, I I actually liked the elimination. I think they should have done a more Big Brother thing, but that's in the past. Um, but you know, it's like the rookies just so got got right. Like even the rookies who managed to survive, it just shows when you when you hang on to being the bottom of the alliance, your likelihood of returning is immensely increased, right? But your likelihood of winning is on the floor because as you see last week and this week's episode, the veterans immediately turn on the rookies and that's the name of the game. I just realized I can't like sneak a sip of water while Brian's here. So <laughs> from the people that brought you yawning on the podcast comes drinking water uh, with no one to fill the time. Uh, you're welcome, haters. Um, so, okay, we find out. Agencies disbanded, the cells are disbanded. You've always had an individual vote. It's not quite an individual game, but you're gonna have an individual vote. And you're compromising one woman, one man, everyone's up for grabs into a straight elimination. When you tell me there's gonna be a purge, like I wanna see everyone go down there. That's like I want like a day one level purge. Like everyone's playing, two people are gonna lose. I don't care how they do it. I just Oh, this season just had no opportunities for people to go after CT, Casey, Tori, the people you don't want to see in elimination, uh, the people you don't want to see in a final. So, you know, I would have liked if if we're going to do a purge and we could debate the fairness, quote unquote, of a purge. Don't just make it a straight elimination again where those people who can go. No one has a chance for safety. Right. I'd rather everyone have to compete uh, in a situation like this. But also there's no surprise like the people who were voted in. I, I wasn't surprised at all about um, Patrick M said voting first doesn't seem like an honor. Did you catch Tory's death like a TJ? I actually do think voting first um, like when a em- Emmanuel won the elimination. So he gets to vote first. You can do a lot controlling the vote, especially when there's only eight votes. Um, by just being the first person to say a name, because then you're the person, as as Devin demonstrates, he's the first person to say Emmanuel. Emmanuel stays mad at him. You know, you kind of set the tone. You can get who you want up, or you just... I guess that's not an honor. Jeez, I'm so tired. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, it's a high risk, high reward. How about that? Um, all right. All right. Kaylin Glancy and Becca both kind of brought up this point. Why bring up rookies when voting for males, but no mention of it or loyalty in the women's voting. And Becca says later, it's so hypocritical to get mad at Tori because she's helping Emmanuel when they voted in Amanda over Emmy. I think Amanda handles this vote in with absolute grace. Like the fact that her vets, which she in her mind has been loyal to turn on her and just let Emmy sit there is crazy. I mean, she doesn't even vote for Emmy. So I guess how mad can she be about it? But um, I knew it was going to be Amanda. I can't make sense of it except that everyone's alliances and rules of fairness only serve them, right? When Tory later says, Nelson, you said my name first as a burn vote. So that gives me permission to jockey for you to go in, right? Like, no, it doesn't. Everyone knew Nelson's burn vote was just a pity vote for his friend Amanda. No one should be mad about him about it. Tori was never going in as a result, but she's going to stand on that all day. And it's honestly just, it's a frustrating when people do this, but it's reality TV, right? Everyone's got to have a reason. It, it, it's a loose reason, but they have a reason for doing something and they feel like they can just like brush it off as a result. um, But yeah, uh, it's also interesting because Devin says like, I'm voting in Amanda because like who people want to go up uh go to the final with comes up. Like we've heard those conversations a lot. I'd rather run the final with Amanda, but they really have no idea. Like for all we know, they could be one winner, male or female. Then you'd rather go against Tori than Amanda. Like you, you really don't know. Um but I guess if they're playing the odds then Devin made the right choice here. Um I really have to give it up for Emmy and I know Brian already talked about this. We talked about it all season. One of my worst first picks I think Emmy is still a worse first pick. Than Amber was, even though Amber won the season, right? Like Emmy at this stage is still a worse first pick. Without having won. It's just I should have nobody on the podcast thought it was a good pick. Like at least Amber B from Big Brother people were like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. Everyone was like, um, did you see everybody else you could have chosen? That's you know, that's fully on me. Um, but so much credit to Emmy. They've called her rookie of the year, rookie of the season. It's a hundred percent true. Absolutely incredible that she doesn't get a vote cast against her here, especially when she's been thrown into the elimination a hundred times, four times, a hundred times. Um, so it's not like people are concerned about her carrying a grudge, she's already carrying the grudge. Uh so so really incredible. Weird editing thing here. Amanda and her confessional says maybe they voted me in because they knew they could all beat me. Knowing that these are taped retroactively kind of felt like a little bit of a slip up there. I was like, okay, Amanda's going to lose. They knew they could all beat me rather than they thought they could all beat me. Anyway, um, maybe I am going to do 48 minutes if I'm digging into such minutia here. Um, I love Nelson giving like telepathy, like pick a rookie, pick a rookie, pick a rookie, pick a rookie. She picks Tori and look. I don't think picking Emmy is the move for her, right? I think even Nani says it. It's picking Nani. Similar size, similar athletic ability, probably similar puzzle ability, right? Like you have to pick Nani here. That's someone you square up against. Picking Tori, insane choice. However, This is why you love Amanda, right? We love Amanda because she's going to go down there and she's going to make a stupid decision based on emotion, based on pride, based on ego. And then she's going to take it like a champ and like shake hands and go home. I I was rooting for Amanda. I mean, I think what Mari originally pitched uh, as like Amanda's pitch, I think about a lot. Great season for Amanda. She doesn't get a share. We'll see in the future from TJ, but she does get a you're a nice person. Mm -hmm." I'd rather get I'll see you in the future. I hope to see you in the future than you're a nice person. But, you know, who am I to say? But I think it was a great season for Amanda. And this pick is like, is she going to win the final? if She makes the final. Probably not. So, like, I, fucking, I love Amanda going out like this. Um, and the challenge for the women's purge. I I didn't mind. I, I, I it was fine, right? Like it, it's physical. The drone doesn't really add much, but it doesn't take away much. And look, you get to see these people just like really battle it out head to head. From the people who brought you the bananas backpack, comes the Amanda koala, the Amanda hip sit. I, I don't know, but something. Um, it was pretty. Tori was epic. I think she feels like she has a lot more to prove than maybe I personally think she has to prove, but. It's nice to see her, the competitor we know her to be. Amanda puts up an amazing fight. You know, no shame in their game here. Um, Then we get to the men, and the voting's a little bit weirder, right? Like, to me, Tori votes for Nelson again with the weak emphasis of, like, you said my name. It's really like she's not voting Devin, and she's not voting... uh, She's not voting Manuel, and I don't think Nelson should be, like, so pressed about it. Um Devin turning on Manuel was surprising. I don't know why. To me, Emerald turning on Emmanuel was surprising. I really did think all the votes were just going to follow suit at Nelson. So really kudos to Nelson's social game here, because I always kind of thought he was on the outs in these situations, right? It's like the remnants of the Young Bucks, the Corey and nelson alliance and cory made a lot of enemies this season so i didn't really knew, know how loyal people were to nelson so good for nelson good for the vets i guess but i was i felt it's sad like i was i didn't want to see nelson go but i was sad to see like all of emerald just turn on emmanuel on a dime, including casey and honestly it's like her vote wouldn't have mattered right it was two nelson six emmanuel one Devin. no one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, I think that's right. Um, yeah, that's nine people. Sorry. Woo. Um, actually, it's interesting that Amanda doesn't get a vote in the men's, but the men get the vote in Amanda's. Anyway, um, so if Nelson, actually, that's a great point. They should have all voted first. The woman, the leaving woman, should have had a vote. But I digress. Um, if Casey sent a burn vote to Nelson and if Emmanuel voted correctly and put his vote on the same person Tory did at best case scenario it's a 5 to 4 vote. And then if Amanda gets a vote she's voting for Emmanuel so it doesn't matter. Anyway, um very interesting that Emmanuel's going in for the second time in a night. If I were a statistician, I would say that that's never happened. <laughs> Who knows? Um the Tory. every time Tori said, don't pick Devin, my eyes lodged in the back of my head. Manuel is his own person. He's not going to do your bidding. And it's objectively bad advice. Like if he wants to pick Devin, he should pick Devin. However, I, like it's Tory saying, don't pick Devin for Devin's sake, not for Manuel's sake. But if I'm it's results oriented because it ends up being a puzzle, but except for like CT, I think Emmanuel has the edge in an elimination, unless it's Paul Russell against Kyle and against Devin and against Nelson. But he loses to Devin on puzzles. So why not pick Nelson or Kyle? Like, he's not physically weaker than the other two people that he could have picked from. Like, he is stronger. Then he i don 't know whatever the deficit between his puzzle ability and devin's is much larger than the delta of physicality between him and Kyle or Nelson, so I just thought it was a big risk, and if it really will i don 't believe that it was like because Devin turned the vote on him, I think that was just something to say. I think he was like thinking physical and thinking he will beat devin um, and he got caught that 's what happens right There are three puzzles. Uh, Patrick M has his tinfoil hat on, fair enough, and said a puzzle elimination. Very convenient. Do we think the producers want to give Devin a shot at the final? Honestly, I think the puzzle is there because they know the men's elimination was physical and that whoever won the men's elimination was probably likely to go in again based on just like odds of if you were the House vote and you won, you'd be the House vote again. Um, You're on the outs. And it's, we would imagine if Emmanuel did something physical again and then lost to Devin, I'd be out here being like, it's so unfair. He, I don't care if he had five hours in between sitting in the lair, which he didn't. That's like so unbelievably unfair to have a gassed out person have to do another physical thing. So I think that's why we get a puzzle. I don't think they like expected it to be Devin and wanted Devin to have a shot, but you know, keep your tinfoil hat strong, baby. I don't mind it. Um, I liked the three different puzzles. I liked that like you could have a strong skill set in one area and like catch up in another. Um, I do think it's a little unfair because I don't know how popular that adds to 15 puzzle is in Romania. Maybe it is super popular, but I do feel like it's pretty, it's around a lot in one reality TV competition shows in the U S and in just like puzzles in the U S. So did feel a little unbalanced. I was I was happy Tori helped him with that cuz it's like at least he had a shot. Um I also loved it was so epic of CT to try to help knowing that that would also give the same answer to Manuel. Uh and Devin's like no, I can do this on my own. I don't need you, Uncle CT. Uh so that was a pretty cool moment. A pretty cool moment for Devin and I liked how proud CT was for him. Um, but I do think they should have given a both of them, like the number it adds to, like everything adds to 15. I feel like we normally see that. I think it's very difficult to start to not know your target number. And I snuck a sip again. Sorry, guys. Um, although Brian did tell me he had to drink water during the podcast, so he didn't pass out. So maybe he also addressed this or maybe I blew up a spot and he did a lot of sm- a lot smoother than me. Um, I look forward to listening, if only for that. Um, I did like that you couldn't see the puzzle, so the audience couldn't just help automatically. I thought that was like a a fun twist. I hope they kind of keep going for that. One thing I surprised myself, I was actually found myself rooting for Devin. As much as I thought Emmanuel got screwed by his team, there was something about, maybe it was the edit, maybe it was what Devin was saying, that was just sort of like, Oh, Devin's worked so hard, and now this elimination is, like, his bread and butter. Like, oh, oh, like, he's... Maybe he I'm just starting to believe that he keeps telling us every week how much work he's put in, but I I think we've seen it. Like, he's never lost focus on the game. He's been in it 100%. Um, I'm not saying I want him to win the the show, but... I would have been disappointed to see him go. Whereas Emmanuel, I think had a great first run. I think what Devin says to him at the end, which is like, you'll be back time and time again is a hundred percent true. And not to say Emmanuel doesn't need the money. It was nice to see everyone sort of a home packages, but I I do think um, like I was rooting for Devin. Sue me. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I always have a soft spot for Devin. It's like, it's my toxic trait. One of many Add it to the list. But all right, your final eight, your finalists are Nelson, Emmy, Kyle, Nani, Casey, CT, Tori, and Devin. And if you had told me that that would be the final four of the season coming in, I I wouldn't have picked Emmy first. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, But Kristen and Stuart both asked us what are your thoughts on the final four four of the eight finalists having never gone to the arena? What should they do to fix people coasting by? Look. I don't view it as coasting. I really do think it's strategy. I don't think you have to go to the arena to win out. It's that's a strategy, right? That's sort of like Emmy's world, but it's not the only strategy. And I, I, I'm glad we're away from the skulls. I'm glad you don't have to punch your ticket to the final. The one thing that I just wish would change, just like All Stars, is like the loser of the challenge needs to be going into the elimination, and then the house vote needs to go in. I don't care what perk you give the winner or whatever but or the winners pick a person from what I've always wanted, which I think was sort of fresh meat ish is not fresh meat. Um, Oh my God. Uh, free agents. Woo. Got there. Um, where it's like the bottom five people are picking from cards, the bottom five people in the challenge, the bottom four people in the challenge, let the winners pick from those four and then let the house vote someone in or vice versa. It has, we have to get back to a place where people can scheme and plot to have someone go in against CT, against Bananas, against Tory, against whatever. Because in this formulation where you get to call out your revenge, your vendetta, you get to call out someone down, you get to call someone down, no one's going to vote CT in. And that's how we see him in the final. No one's going to vote Casey in third final in a row. You know, it's like, I want those people to, to make finals but I want them to scrap um I want to be able to see people like devin be able to scheme and and betray their friend CT because they know they can't beat him and in this format there's no real way or reason to do it because he's gonna just you give him a reason and you're down there and you're losing to him nine times out of ten unless you're jay Um, but I don't, I don't mind the four of the eight. I I think all of these people did work, if not in the elimination and the challenge and the strategy, um, in, uh, building relationships. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at this final, this final setting. Um, do, do, do. Oh, it is so funny that it's Nani and Casey's both their third, fi- third final. It's Casey's, like, third season. It's Nani's a thousand season, both on their third final. One thing, again, my, maybe my tinfoil hat is on. They have this conversation about crossing the final and winning together. And at this point, the Cells have already been disbanded. So either this conversation happened before the Cells were disbanded, or they were tipped off to, like, a team final, or they expected a team final, so... I thought that was pretty strange. Um, All right, but let's talk about the final again. I feel like it was sort of like unceremonious, but they're doing a puzzle. They're going to helicopter. They're going to jump out of the helicopter. Checkpoint, checkpoint, checkpoint. Okay, we what we're seeing is an individual game, but we get a little expect the unexpected wink and a nod from Tej. Fine. Again, I'd prefer to know what they're doing. Whatever. Um, I love CT making a rookie mistake of not fixing his puzzle, uh, and Nani being like, "I'm gonna cheat." She still came in last, but she did give us a great confessional explaining it. Um, so the order of the first puzzle finish is CT, Tori, Nelson, Den, Devin, Casey, Kyle, Emmy, and Nani. A dreaded American flag chip on the floor for Emmy. Um, Nelson is like has this chip on his shoulder of like people are saying I'm not good at puzzles. Third place. I, I didn't really, like, think of, I don't think anything about Nelson in Puzzles. I'm sure you could cut clip after clip of me saying it on this podcast, but I didn't know Nelson had a reputation either way. Um, news to me. Uh, I, I am wondering, this is the same thing when uh, Leroy and Cam were in a final together. For any new listeners, they were a great couple, still are a great couple of challengers. And. I am interested to see Casey and Nani's dynamic. It looks like at least in the first instance, Casey takes off and leaves Nani there and doesn't go to help her with the puzzle. So they've probably made like an agreement of like, we just go in and if we can help each other from the same team, whatever, but if not fine, Um, it would have been very interesting to see if later when they split into the cells, if Casey got there in the Emmy spot, right? And so it's the, the Tory spots already taken. There's only one other room, one other spot. If Casey would have chosen to not be with the two stronger seeming men, right? The two top finishing men in Devin and CT to be with Nani or if she would have left Nani in her dust. Uh, I was kind of hoping Casey would finish. So we could see that. Alas, we didn't. Maybe it's for the best. Cause we, we ship Nani and Casey here. Uh, In this house, we ship Nani and Casey. But okay, Nelson showing great stuff here, coming out in front, but I am a little worried about Nelson gassing out too early. There's sort of like seemingly no advantage to being so far out in front. Like the helicopters leave staggered, but like getting to the helicopter is just like, then you're waiting, right? Like getting to the cell and you're waiting. Um... So we'll we'll keep an eye on Nelson. Um, I did love the I love the split up into the cells. I I don't know what's going to happen when TJ says you don't want. Let's just say you don't want your cell to come in last. Is that because there's going to be a huge lap off, and we're only going to have four people in the last part of the final, or is that because they're going to finish in these cells? I very much worry if they're going to finish in these cells that we are going to have a finish like last season where just nobody could touch CT and Amber because my God, the way these cells fell for it to be Devin. I mean, the only issue with this team is if Devin can't keep up in the sprinting because it's Devin, CT, Tori and Emmy, and then it's Nelson, Kyle, Nani and Casey. I'm no statistician here, but uh, I would put all of my money on purple, which we're gonna call amethyst. Why garnet and amethyst? Like why are we? Why do we forget gems here? Tej, uh, orange diamond and purple di- diamond. I don't know her. Uh, so we'll see. Um, yeah. So we're gonna see what happens. That uh, I know. Our our great DDs have put together incredible odds and numbers about how much I suck at my picks. I'm just kidding. Uh, That Brian broke down. I want to talk about them next week with Brian, too. But I have Emmy, Nani, and Nelson remaining. I have the most people left. But if you're going to pick people, like I'd rather have the three of them than CT, which Matt has. We'll see how it shakes out, especially with the teams. But if I have one person on the winning team and Nani and Nelson on the losing team, again, who knows? It's not looking good for us, but I, I I still feel like those are valid picks. Some people got lucky. Some people maybe cheated. We don't know. We can't say. Who am I to say? Sarah said, with the Challenge 37 coming to an end, can you name all 36 people who competed on the season, or how many 36 can you name? I could name the eight finalists. I know that because I wrote them from memory in my notes. Um, so that's eight. Let's see. Fessy, Josh. Amber, Ed, um, Lauren, the British woman, Nam, Natalie—was this this season with Natalie? I don't know. Maybe and maybe not Natalie. Uh, Michaela, Michelle, Tommy. I'm up to like twelve. Um, oh, um, Corey Lay, Huey. Ashley, is this so boring? Amanda, Logan, um, let's see. I'm trying to think like who were paired up in early eliminations, who were pairs early. I won't do this for much longer. I'm just gonna like think on it for a few minutes. Like who are parents who talked about being parents? Corey, there you go. Got one more in. Um, I'm definitely missing like all of the people who are recently eliminated, but whatever. I can name enough. How about that? <laughs> It's a fun question. I think if someone was here to check me, it would be more fun. Uh, the the perks of of having two people on a podcast. Um, I think that's going to just take me to the end. Just coming in right at thirty minutes here. Brian did all of our fun stuff. God help us. We will be back next week. We won't let it happen again. Um, just really think. That, first of all, thanks to Brian, who um, couldn't be more flexible and. Allows us to do shit like this and get subs and waits until 10 p.m. on a Friday night to try to record and then hears that we can't and then I just really I wouldn't be able to be doing this podcast anymore if Brian wasn't so flexible and I do not return the flexibility in the slightest so all I can do is return with thanks and and sincere appreciation Um, and then also to the listeners because this is insane. We're going into the finale. Brian and I haven't spoken about it. It's 7 a.m. I haven't slept. I'm here. Who knows what I'm saying? Um, But I really, really love doing this. And I love that you guys uh, just get the vibe, you know, vibe check. You all pass the vibe check. Um, But we don't do this lightly and we don't think this is like a good thing so it's a necessary evil we hope it's fun it's maybe a little longer than it would have been if that's helpful and if not put it on 3x you're not missing much um so we'll be back next week uh you could follow me at last tweets, you can follow Bri- at Brian. Uh, you can follow brian at cohen brian underscore that's not the time this i just don't normally do this i was on um another podcast if you want to hear me insanely tired uh you could go to the pretty 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 good curb podcast hosted by av and alexander chester uh i was on talking about the last episode of curb it was a ton of fun um and maybe one day ngog will be back but you could catch up at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy uh we will be back next week to, I think, bring this baby home. See how this wraps up. Are we going to cells? Are we going to individuals? Is CT going to get the coveted second win in a row? I can't wait to see. We'll see you next week.